This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Well, uh, Maylie, go ahead and throw the PowerPoint on the screen. Every year the Lord gives me a personal verse for my life. And I don't always know at the beginning of the year why he's given me that specific verse. But by the end of the year, I always know why. And uh, and so every year, I'm talking about for me personally. And, and I recommend seeking God for a personal verse for the new year for yourself. But, you know, that's, you know, you don't have to do that. You can do that if you want to. But God always speaks something to me. And the same goes true with the church. Every year, we have a theme verse for that year. Have you guys caught on to that yet? I mean, you've been getting these calendars for like 20 years now. You know what I'm talking about. So so you know that every year we get a theme verse. In 2020, the theme verse was Proverbs 11, 11, and it says, When right living people bless the city, it flourishes, but evil talk turns it into a ghost town in no time. And, you know, I, I, and when we got that verse, it's crazy because... Last year was the most prepared we've ever been. And, uh, and I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that plans ahead. You know, just talk to my wife. She will gladly tell you that I'm one of those guys that's like, hey, you know what? Let's take a family trip. We're going to drive from here to Antarctica, load up the kids. Let's go. And, and, you know, I just, I'm just, I'm not much of a relevant planner. But last year, out of any year of my entire life, I had it planned out. We had four major events that we were going to do for the community. We had lots of outreaches. We had new branches of ministry. That, that we were going to launch. And I mean, I, I, you would have been so proud of me. I had it so planned out so well. And then on March 15th, it was the very last regular service as we knew it that we would have for the year because that's when the whole world fell apart. My wonderful dad, our wonderful pastor, was stuck down in the country of Peru on a mission. We couldn't get dad out of there for several weeks, as so you remember. So he was stuck down there in the Amazon jungle, and all of America had shut down, and, and all this crazy stuff was happening. And I'm like, but hey, I had these really cool plans. I even wrote them down this year. I emailed them. I, I, I did a vision board. I did I did all this great stuff that I've never done before. And now I, none of it, and, and you know, a lot of it got canceled, almost all of it. I mean, we had a terrific Easter service planned. You guys would have been so proud. I mean, the whole city was going to be blessed, but it's okay. But by the end of the year, as I was reflecting a few weeks ago, I'm like, God, we were supposed to reach out. We were supposed to bless Barstow. And then it dawned on me that the vision did come to pass. It all happened just in a totally different way than I than I saw. And so and as I look back, I mean, we've done dozens, literally dozens of funerals for families that are hurting in Barstow that have lost a loved one. None of them have been COVID related, praise God. But at the same time, People have still died in 2020 that died of regular things, not COVID. And they didn't have a place to do funerals. So we said, hey, you know, you can come use our place. Just follow our rules and, and we'll let you bury your father. We'll let you bury your wife, your son, your baby. Every, I mean, sad stuff. But I look back and one of the other local pastors of one of the larger churches, he called me on the phone and said, this community owes you guys something. And I said, no, they don't, they don't owe us nothing. We're just doing, if, if all we can do is offer a building, then praise God, we're going to offer a building. But we reached the community that way. In June, we got word that Antifa was headed towards Barstow to do a demonstration. And, I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not into all that, but I know it was such a credible threat that they shut, this, there was a curfew, and they told all of us to go inside and lock the doors by 6 o'clock that night. And so we called a very last minute 
prayer thing together. And Christians from all over Barstow, within an hour's notice, gathered outside of our building. And we prayed and God protected our city through that. Amen. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking of just the last month with, you know, our, our community hospital being going through a hard time. The cheer squads we've sent out there, the gifts we've given to the doctors and nurses, the, the, the prayer walks, walking around that hospital. We've walked around it, prayed over it, anointed it and everything else. And that's not what I envisioned at this time last year. I envisioned, you know, great big, you know, horse and pony rides and, and fireworks and all this great stuff. But what I'm saying is God gives us something and we may envision it one way. But that may not be exactly how God uh, had had planned that out. Now, I'm not obviously, you know me, I'm not saying that God planned COVID or sent COVID out. Not at all. But what I am saying is God saw to it that we stood on a verse and we accomp- mission accomplished. You guys, we reached the community last year in a great big way. And that's glory to God and thanks to the people for sticking with it. Amen. Because, hey, I don't like, you know, I, I, I didn't like being shut down for two months. I hated that. that. I mean, I didn't like that at all. Some of you have been quarantined for weeks. That stinks. We used to get snowed into the house in Indiana, and after like three days of being, it was cool for a few days, but a few days of being snowed in, we got what they call cabin fever, and you just had to get out there. I don't care if it was negative 20. You wanted to get outside and get some fresh air, so... I've only done it for a few days. Some of you guys had to do it for a long time, you know. Hats off to you. Praise God, you're back. You made it through. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. But God made that verse, Proverbs 11, 11, come to pass last year. Here's the theme verse for 2021. It's Isaiah 50 and verse 7. It's on your calendars. I was out hiking in the woods in Big Bear on November the 19th. And I've known this verse my whole life, but I'm seeking God. What are we, what's the verse for 2021. And I mean, I had dozens of verses come to me, but this is the one that is for this year for you guys, for for us as a family and for this church. Isaiah 50 and verse seven in the NLT. Go ahead and throw that up there. It says, because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a stone determined to do his will, and I know that I will not be put to shame. And so as my mom was just exhorting a minute ago, and, I, you know, some days you can kind of really feel the presence of God in here, and today's one of those days I really feel the presence of God in here. And that just makes me more determined than ever. Isaiah 50, verse 7, my face is set like stone determined to do the will of God. I mean, if I was determined last year, I'm more determined right now that nothing will stop us from doing what God has called us to do. I am not going to let loose of God, not for one second in my personal life. And we as a church will not be shut down. We will not turn our backs. We will continue to follow Jesus with more passion and fire than we ever have before. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And so I, with this verse, it's a beautiful verse because if you're a preacher, you can look at that verse and see about 12 different sermons. I don't know if you're a preacher, but yeah, I look at that and I'm like, oh man, we could hit this thing for months. But what I want to do today is break it down piece by piece. And today I'm just going to break down the very first part and we're going to be discussing some of this over the next few weeks. And let me tell you, January is going to be an awesome month around here because we got some great things in store. But 
The first part I'm going to break down is this, the part that says, because the sovereign Lord helps me. And so what I want to do is pray over the word, over the message right now. Then I want to have your attention for just a brief period of time as we study the word of God for the first time together in the new year. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you that that we have a church, Lord, that we've got four walls and a roof. Thank you for the building. Thank you for the people, Lord. Thank you for the family that's here. And God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, as we open our Bibles today, as we open our hearts to your word, that you are going to speak to us. You're going to show us what we need to see. You're going to bring encouragement. When we need encouragement, you're going to bring discipline. If we need discipline, you're going to bring instruction if we need instruction. But, Lord, most of all, you're going to change our lives forever because you are good and your mercy endures forever. We love you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. And so two things today, two things. Number one is this. We're talking about because the sovereign Lord helps me. Number one, you need to know where your help comes from. Know where your help comes from. Now, this may kind of sound like a duh statement if you're, you know, Christian, especially been saved a long time. But I can assure you that this is not just a duh. Everybody knows that statement. Not everybody gets this. Not everybody knows this because I've seen a lot of Christians. I mean, and I'm friends with a lot of Christians from here to Nigeria to Japan to all over the place. All right. And I know Christians all over the globe. And I can tell you, I've seen a lot of Christians over this past year that apparently have forgotten where their help comes from. Well, how could you say that? How can you? That's not your job to judge. I don't have to judge you. Why? Because Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It is super easy to tell where somebody stands just simply by listening to the words that come out of somebody's mouth. I mean, and that's, you know, that that's just the fact of the matter. Jesus said it. I didn't say it. You can identify where somebody's at in their walk with the Lord or basically any area of their life, depending on the words that come out of their mouth. So Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That means what comes out of your mouth is what you actually believe in your heart. It's not complicated, but it's the absolute truth. And way too many people talk more about the problem than they talk about the answer. Wait, listen, many, you know, I mean, I hope I'm not hurting nobody too bad here, but many people have unintentionally given credit and shout outs to the devil. Now, before you throw rocks at me, before you charge the pulpit, First of all, I've got ushers here to defend me. I've got John. He's a big guy. These guys will defend me before you charge me. But listen, I'm joking. Listen, many people and totally innocently, totally unintentionally have given shout outs and credit to the devil. Now, bear with me for just a minute. Um, how do you give praise to God with your mouth? You, you talk about how good God is and the good things he has done. God likes to hear how good he is. That makes him happy, right? The devil likes for people to talk about how bad he is and the terrible things he has done 
that gives him credit and makes him happy. He doesn't, he doesn't want people to sit around saying, oh man, that old devil, he sure is good. Wow, he has done great things. That's not how he gets his jollies. He gets his jollies from somebody saying, man, this is bad. My life's awful. It's going down the drain and everything. The whole world's falling apart. There's no hope. This is the worst thing ever. And the devil's just sitting there saying, oh, thank you. I received that. Oh man, thank you. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. It's hopeless and it's just going to get worse. I have done a masterful job of ruining your life and your Christmas and your year. Thank you. I receive that. I am worthy, 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 worthy. And, you know, that may sound exaggerated, but like it or not, that's the truth. He wants to hear how bad he is and how great of a job he's done at screwing up your life and your family. And the more you talk about it, the more he's just taking it in. And, oh, yes, I receive that. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Christians have got to guard their mouths and know where their help comes from. And I am fully aware, fully aware that there are bad things happening in the world and that people are suffering. Everybody sees that and everybody knows that. The last thing you need to do is come to church and for the preacher to tell you how bad it is out there and how scared I am. You're not going to hear that. The last thing you need is for me or for your other Christian brothers and sisters to try. Everybody else is telling us how bad it is. I want somebody to tell me about some of the good things that are happening in the world right now. I want everybody knows the problem, but I want to hear the answer. And yeah, I mean, there's been people die, but praise God, I know dozens of people that have been totally healed. I know hundreds of people that have been totally healed and are up and alive and well right now. I'm aware. There's some that aren't there yet. I get that, and I don't belittle that, but I'm not going to just focus on that. I'm going to focus on the dozens and hundreds and thousands and millions that are healed, healthy, and whole. Now, again, you know my story. I'm not going to that, but I had leukemia. I had cancer when I was three and a half, spent time in a children's hospital, wasn't doing well at all. And, and, and so I could look back on my life and think about all the people that didn't make it out of leukemia, but... And that's sad. That hurts my heart. And I'm compassionate and I don't like that. But I want to give praise to God for the one that did make it out, for the one that did get healed. I don't know about everybody else, but I know that in my situation that Jesus brought healing and I'm alive and well today. I would rather focus on that than on those that didn't make it. And so let me show you something here this morning. Psalm 121. Look at Psalm 121. So. I'm telling you right now, it is not just a cute phrase or saying, you need to know where your help comes from. No, fully know where your help comes from, because if you're looking for help in all the wrong places, you are going to turn out not how you wanted to turn out. So Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2, Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. It's funny, I, I had this verse planned out all week for this, but yesterday I, uh, I, I kind of lost a bet. You know, like you bet. Well, I bet with my eight-year-old daughter. And the bet was this, that, that my brother and his wife would have finally have a daughter, but they didn't. They were having another son. And so the bet was if they're having another son, that I had to watch The Sound of Music. That was the best 20 hours of my life. It was incredible. The longest thing I've ever sat through ever. I've never done anything that long and ever. But as I'm, as I'm, you know, and, and I went with an open heart and mind. I, I listened to a lot of it. I'm not much of a musical, you know, movie guy, but 
but you know, I know a lot of girls are. So I did this for the girls. And, and one of the verses though, it caught me that, that, that this nun on there, she quotes Psalm 121. And so, uh, that kind of caught my attention a little bit, but Psalm 121, check this out. Verses one and two. It says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? People are looking all over the place right now. Where's, the, where's my help come from? Where's it come from? And here's what the, the psalm writer had to say. My help comes from the Lord who made the mountains, who made heaven and earth. I don't have to look around searching for where my, when trouble comes, I know exactly where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Now, God can use all sorts of ways to get the help to me. I, I'm open. I'm open to however God. If God wants to bring healing through a doctor, praise God. Let Him do it. If God wants to miraculously pick me up off of a bed and make me dance like He did to me, praise God. I'm open. If God wants to get finances to me through the ravens coming and dropping it down like they did for Elisha, then praise God for that. If God wants to pay my taxes through money in a fish's mouth like He did for Peter and the boys, then praise God. Let Him do it that way. Or if God, you know, whatever God wants to do. I am wide open to however God wants to send the help. But you got to know this. I know that no matter how the help gets here, my help comes from the Lord who made those stinking mountains. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. And so he can use whatever way he wants to get it to me, but I'm not going to lose sleep and I'm not going to go crazy waiting for the help to get here. And, and, and it's funny right now that the more you're not going crazy, the crazier people think you are. I'm going to say that again. You're crazy. You're not terrified right now. You're not, you're not, you're not tossing and turning. You're crazy. Something's wrong with you. I mean, if something's wrong, I don't want to be right because I am a very happy person. I've got the joy of the Lord. And I, I'm borderline annoying. You can ask my wife in the mornings. I'm borderline annoying. I, you know, and in fact, we watch the sound of music and she's watching that scene where Julie Andrews is prancing around and hugging trees and stuff. And Katie goes, my God, that's you. Ugh. Like, you know what? I, and my dream is to go pray. I love the mountains and I love the trees. I love all that stuff. But yeah, that's basically, I wake up feeling like that every morning. Then about noon, you know, I've had dealt with enough of the world's issues. I'm like, yeah. Anyway, so my help comes from the Lord that makes the heavens and the earth. Yeah, well, this stuff's no joke, man. I get that. But my Jesus is no joke either. I get it. No one's joking. No one's telling jokes. But I'm being totally serious that Jesus, my Savior, my healer, my everything, he's no joke either. If the problems are real and then there's real problems, Jesus is you've got to at least acknowledge that he's just as real. But I say he's even more real than anything going on in this world right now. Last year, the year before that or next year, Jesus is real and I trust him. I know where my help comes from. Look at Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Praise God. We use every bit of caution and wisdom that we can. We trust God to take care of the rest. Psalm 46 Verses 1 through 3, Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. Who's glad they came to church today? Man, I'm glad. You guys, yeah, we got it pumped up in here today. I love this. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. 
Then I'll read a couple of the other verses after that. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. I mean, we could just close it down right there, and you've got enough to last you the rest of the week. I'm going to say that again. God is our refuge and strength. He's always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. It's a good thing I don't look to the mountains for my help. The mountains could crumble into the sea. Earthquakes could come, but I'm not going to fear if those things happen. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. Why? Why let them do it? Because God is my refuge and strength. He is always ready to help me in times of trouble. Look at verse 6. Verse 6. It says, the nations are in chaos. Does that sound like where we live? The nations are in chaos. And their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. That's how powerful God. He could just melt this whole thing. You know how you kind of get your glasses sometimes? You want to, God could just on this whole thing and melt the whole thing right now. God is powerful and he's on your side. Are you on his side? He's on your side. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Well, where's God? He's here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. God has not forgotten us. God is not unaware of the things that we face in this world right now. Families are facing different things. Families are facing different stuff. God's not aware of it, not unaware of it. He knows what's going on, and he's here among us. And the thing is, he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, but have you made the same promise to him? Can you in your heart say, you know what, Jesus, I'll never leave you or forsake you? That's something to think about, because in the day and age in which we live, it's a really good time to be tight with Jesus. It's the best time ever to be tight with Jesus. And and when trouble comes, you're not off out in the middle of nowhere. He knows right where you're at. And so God is our refuge, our strength. He's our fortress. We just saw all of those words. And he will get the help to you. Listen, he will get the help to you. He may use different ways to make it happen, but quit trying to tell God how to do his job. Let him do his job. He's really, really good at it. Really good at being God. He's got an excellent track record. I mean, he's got hundreds and thousands and millions of testimonials and and reviews. You could look up the review. He's incredible. Let him do his job, his way in your life. All you have to do is know where your help actually comes from. Remember, you know, we face different things, health things, which, you know, praise God, we've won every single time. We face financial things. I remember uh, I was thinking back to college days. Katie and I got married, you know, engaged 18, married 19, moved away to college in Oklahoma at the age, well, we weren't even 20 yet. We were still 19. And so we get there, and we were poor. We were really poor. And, And it was, in fact, we were so poor, we signed up for Gmail accounts just for the free spam. It was that bad, okay? We we needed help. <laughs> All right. Every now and then I work a joke, and I'm terrible at jokes, but that was, that was a pretty good joke. That was a, so 
we were poor. But to top things off, it's bad when you're poor, but then it's even worse when someone steals from you and you're poor, because how are you going to... Rep- so I had this old beat-up pickup truck, and and it's out in that we lived in a bad area of Tulsa, and I go out to get in my pickup truck one morning, the windows are busted out, and someone stole my cheap $30 CD player. Now, for you younger kids, a CD is this little disc thing, it was round, you would insert it, you could skip to the next song without pushing rewind, it was mind-blowing but somebody stole my cd player and i'm like man wow that's a doozy because now i'm going to drive like ace ventura to work my heads out the window i can't see where i'm going and 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 you know what i decided praise god praise god you know what this is not what i wanted to happen but i know where my help comes from now this may not sound like a very big deal to you is a few hundred bucks to get it fixed but to me Having no money, we were eating fake cheese on the worst bread you've ever had in your life. Listen, having all the windows busted out and not being able to drive to work without looking out the... I mean, it was bad. It was awful. I was not happy about this. But I chose to say, you know what, God? There's no way in the world that I personally have this money right now. I mean, I I don't have it. But I know it's going to get here. And so, you know, I spent a few days driving like that, looking like a maniac, but... One day at school, this guy I've only met one time comes up to me and is like, hey, I heard about your window situation. God told me to buy all, all the new windows for you. You know, you just send it down to this, this place. They're waiting on you. They've got my card info. Have them replace it all and, you know, take care of business. And I'm like, that, again, that may not sound like big to you, but to a poor 19-year-old that, you know, I was afraid of my father-in-law. He let me marry his daughter, and, I mean, I was poor. And he, and listen, that was a really big deal. But he came through. And I'm telling you, if he could come through in a situation like that, he's going to come through for you. He's going to come through for you. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made those mountains. The Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And so the attack came in that situation. Sometimes the attack comes. But praise God. Jesus came also, and I wasn't alone. Now, some of you, maybe you've been through some stuff. You're like, well, 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 why, why, God? Why did this happen? And I don't got time to sit there and ask why, God. I've got time to sit there and say, hey, it happened, but guess what? Jesus came through, and we got another victory for Jesus. Amen? We got another victory for Jesus. And so my second thing today is this, all right? This is, this is not complicated stuff, but I'm talking about because the sovereign Lord helps me, how am I going to handle 2021? Well, number two, it's this. I'm going to trust and obey. Trust and obey. Now, that may not sound too deep. And actually, you know, if you maybe you grew up in a traditional type of church, uh, we don't sing a whole lot of hymns around here, but some other churches do. There's an old hymn written in 1887 called Trust and Obey. And, you know, that's it's so simple, but I like the Bible to be broke down into simple terms because I don't like it when people overcomplicate the Bible, where they go into some deep theological discourse and you don't understand anything they said, but 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 you're like, oh man, well that wow, that was that was deep. That was, <laughs> my dad tells the story of one of his friends went to hear this famous Bible teacher, and his friend comes back and my dad says, well well how was it? Was it good? The guy's like, oh. Mm. Wow, it was good. Well, what, what, do you, what do you talk about? Oh, it was deep. Brother, it was deep. Okay, good. What, what, what did you learn? 
Woo, it was deep. Wow, that guy is deep. Well, well, well what, what did you get out of it? Honestly, I didn't get anything. It was too deep for me. <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, that's, that's neat. You can, you know, you know, people, was there dinosaurs in the Bible? Uh, who cares, man? I don't know. Yes, they're in there, but who cares? There's unicorns in the Bible, too, in the King James Version. I'll explain that some, but there really is. It talks about the unicorn. But, uh, but, you know, there's, there's these things that people spend hours and days and weeks and months, and, and what good does it do me if there was a unicorn in the book of Job? Honestly. Well, we've memorized the 12 feasts and the, the trumpets, and, and that's beautiful, good stuff. And I'm probably going to hear some heat for that from somebody. But listen, that's nice stuff. I want to know what the New Testament says about by his stripes I was healed. I want to know how to bring a marriage back together. I want to know how to bring children home. I want to know how to bring finances in when the devil's trying to steal every penny that I've got. I'm more interested in that stuff, and I like it when somebody can teach me the Bible and I can actually understand what it's saying. And so, trust and obey. Now, I can't tell everybody exactly what 2021 is going to bring. You know, I've got people asking me all the time, well, what's next? Like, man, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I can turn you over to, to Matthew 24 and Revelation. And I, I can take you to 2 Timothy 3. I could probably tell you some of what's coming next. But you're probably not going to get super excited about it. But listen, I can tell you what we're going to do. We're going to trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. We got to trust and obey. Tony Cook, you guys know Tony Cook. He comes to our, we're blessed. Tony Cook comes to our church every year. He was the dean of Rama Bible College where Katie and I went to school. Very renowned worldwide person. And he just so happens to love Barstow like we love Barstow. So he wants to come here every year. So he comes. And he did a, uh, he sent out an email thread this week to pastors saying, hey, what was, give one piece of advice on how your church made it through 2020. And dad and I answered and dozens and dozens of other pastors from all over the world answered. But one thing that I kept seeing from pastors that did really well last year was, honestly, we just kept doing what we've always done. Kept trusting, kept obeying, kept doing what the Bible says to do, and and that was the secret to our success. We didn't have some incredible, earth-changing, life-altering formula. We just did what the Bible says to do. And I found out when we just do what the Bible says to do, things turn out pretty good. Well, things turn out pretty good when we just trust and obey, when we just simply do what the Word of God says to do. Let's look at Psalm 9. Psalm 9. You know, when I was a little kid growing up in the 90s, we had this cartoon called Pinky and the Brain. Does anybody else remember Pinky and the Brain? Dude, that is fire. That is an awesome, that is, that is good cartoon right there. But if you remember, every night at the end of the day after they failed, there are these two mice. One would say to the other, well, what are we going to do tomorrow night, Brain? And he's like, the same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. And the funny thing was, they, they just did the same thing every day. And I've noticed that, you know, they failed. They were failures. They were losers. But for us, we're winners, okay? You're a winner. You're awesome. We love you. People love you. But listen, for us, we just do the same thing we do every night. Not try to take over the world. Just obey the Word of God. You know, that's all there is to it. We're just reading our Bibles and doing what it says to do. The same thing we've always done. There's no magic formula to this. We just trust and obey the Word of God. It's not that deep. But we've done really well from it. We've done really well 
from this. Psalm 9 and verse 10, I'm in the New King James here, Psalm 9 and verse 10, it says, And those who know your name will put their trust in you. Does anybody in here today, you know the name? I'm not just saying, well, yeah, yeah we, uh, we pray, uh, and sometimes I'm talking about you know the name of Jesus. You know where your help comes from. You are acquainted with you every day. You know his name. And it says, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. My God, that's a beautiful verse. He has not forsaken those who still seek him. And I can tell you this much. I am still seeking Jesus. I'm still chasing him with everything that I've got. He's never forsaken me. And he knows those who put their trust in his name. He knows those. Absolutely he knows those. And you need to make sure that you are one of those who put your trust in his name. Not just somebody that, you know, well, we're in a pinch here. We better throw out the name of Jesus. My God, has it come to that? We should try praying now. Is it that bad? Man, you should have been praying this whole time. Before the trouble ever even came, you should have been praying. But he knows those who trust in his name. And I know the name of the Lord. And I fully trust in that name with everything that I've got. There's a lot of things I don't trust. Man, I don't fully trust our government all the time. I don't fully trust all the so-called experts. I don't fully trust gas station sushi. Been there, done that. Listen, there's a lot of things... That I don't trust. But there is one thing that I do trust, and it's never let me down, and that is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. And so, he's not forsaken those who seek him. I want to show you one last verse today, and that's James 1 and verse 22. James 1 and verse 22. And what we're doing over the next couple of weeks is breaking down Isaiah 50 and verse 7. And we're going to, I mean, there's some heavy stuff in there. But what we're looking at today is this, is the first part, because the sovereign Lord helps me. Well, how do you think you could do that? Because the sovereign Lord helps me. Who else wants to know? Well, what makes you think that, that you could get through that? Because the sovereign Lord helps me. Well, who do you think you are? I'm somebody that the sovereign Lord helps. You need to get this, man, that you are not alone. The sovereign Lord, God Almighty, helps you. And when you truly get that, man, it takes care of a whole lot of the stuff that you've been dealing with. But James 1 and verse 22, because what we're talking about is trust and obey. Now, if you've been here very long, you know James 1, 22. This is one of our go-to verses right here. This is on speed dial. James 1, 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Now it tells us that if we only hear God's word, but we don't ever actually do God's word, that you are living in deception and deception. That's an awful thing, isn't it? I mean, to, everybody else can see it, but you, you're deceived. Everybody else. I mean, it's like, man, something's not right there. And, and when you're deceived, 
it's an awful spot to be in because you're spinning in circles. You're, you're scratching your claw and you're searching and grasping for any answer you can get. But you're so deceived that you don't realize the answer's been right in front of you the whole time. And I don't want anybody deceiving me. I don't want anybody to. But what's even worse is if I hear the word of God but don't obey it, I'm deceiving myself. I can't blame the devil. I can't blame you. I can't blame my mom and dad. I can't blame my wife. I can't blame the president. I can't blame whoever. i got to blame myself. So as we head in to 21, here we're already here, but as we're really launching into this new year, this coming week, be a doer of the word. Do not only hear this stuff and never put it into action. That does you no good at all. You got to be a hearer, number one, but then be a doer, number two. And you better be ready for the, the most incredible year of your life. You will see miracles because miracles happen in times of hardship. There's times of hardship. I'm ready to see some miracles. I'm ready to see some incredible things happen this year. But it's not going to happen if I'm so wrapped up in self-deception that I don't know, the, you know up from down. You have got to be ready for this year, and firing on all cylinders. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, and you can expect a great year because the sovereign Lord helps you. You will not be disgraced. You will set your face as stone, determined to do his will, and you will not be put to shame. Can somebody say amen today? Amen. Well, what are you going to do this year? Same thing I've been doing for the last 35 years. Trusting and obeying the word of God and following Jesus, whether anybody else does or not, whether anybody else likes it or not, we are trusting and obeying. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.